Uh, Secretary Blinken, thanks for joining us. I do want to start with this devastating earthquake in Morocco Saturday morning. The death toll staggering, uh, expected to rise, of course. Rescuers struggling to reach some hard-to-hit hard hit areas. Obviously, the first 24 to 48 hours are the most crucial. What is the U.S. doing to help? Well, Jake, you're right. This is devastating. And we reached out immediately to the Moroccan government to offer any assistance that we can provide. We've mobilized uh, the government itself to be ready to provide that assistance. We have U.S. Agency for International Development, which takes the lead in these efforts, that is ready to go. And we await word from the uh, Moroccan government to find out uh, how we can help, where we can help. But we're ready to go. G20 leaders agreed to a joint declaration that in part called for countries to, quote, refrain from the threat or use of force to seek territorial acquisition against other sovereign nations. That is significantly weaker language than last year's joint statement, which called for Russia's, quote, complete and unconditional withdrawal, unquote, from Ukraine. Why did the U.S. agree to a watered-down declaration that does not even condemn Russia by name or explicitly call for Russia to leave Ukraine? Jake, the... G20 countries in the statement all stood up for the importance of territorial integrity, sovereignty, uh, and that's very clear. I was in the room when uh, all the leaders spoke today with, with President Biden, uh, and it was very clear from everything that they said uh, that uh, not only do they want to see this war end, but they want to see it end on just and durable terms. And it was also very clear that the consequences of Russia's aggression are being felt throughout uh, the, the G20 countries and throughout the developing world. So there was, uh, I think, real clarity from the leaders in the room. And again, the statement strongly affirms the proposition that this is about Ukraine's territorial integrity, its sovereignty, the principles that are at the heart of the United Nations Charter. But I've heard you talk about this issue. You must be disappointed that they couldn't agree to a stronger language. No, I think it's very important that uh, the G20 spoke as one. I mean, to some extent, maybe it's the G19, because obviously, uh, Russia is also here. Uh, it's part of the G20. But the fact that we have a statement coming out collectively, again, affirming the importance of, of, of Ukraine, its territorial integrity, its sovereignty, that, that speaks loudly. Uh, but what really speaks loudly, again, are the, uh, the leaders in the room itself. And I think if you were on the receiving end of what so many of them said, if you were in the Russian seat, uh, it's pretty clear where the rest of the world stands. So Speaker McCarthy right now appears to be moving to separate the nearly $24 billion in new funding to help Ukraine from this potential spending deal to avert a government shutdown later this month. Um, what would that mean for Ukraine's offensive uh, if the aid is separated and if that aid ultimately is not approved by uh, Congress? Look, this is a, a moving picture, and I think it's very clear to us uh, and to, to many uh, in Congress that this additional assistance is something that Ukraine needs in this moment to continue to uh, carry out the counteroffensive to regain its territory, uh, as well as to strengthen its uh, defense, its military going forward. Uh, it's not only the right thing to do, it's the smart uh, and necessary thing to do in our own interests. Because as we've said from day one, if we allow this Russian aggression to go forward with impunity, uh, it's not just Ukrainians who are suffering. Uh, it's virtually everyone around the world who relies on the principles that are at the heart of the U.N. Charter, including that one big country can't simply trample on the borders uh, of another, invade it, and try to take it over. Uh, because if we allow that to go forward with impunity, uh, if we don't stand up against that, 
then it's open season everywhere around the world. I've heard um, uh, Leader McConnell speak very powerfully uh, to this. Uh, other colleagues on the House side, like uh, Chairman Mike McCall of the House Foreign yeah. Affairs Committee. Uh, so we've had a strong bipartisan partnership with Congress throughout. I would expect that to continue. So SpaceX CEO Elon Musk uh, has recently confirmed a report that's in Walter Isaacson's new biography of Musk that last year Musk blocked access to his Starlink satellite network in Crimea in order to disrupt a major Ukrainian attack on the Russian Navy there. In other words, Musk effectively sabotaged uh, a military operation by Ukraine, a U.S. ally, against Russia, an aggressor country that invaded a U.S. ally. Should there be repercussions for that? Jake, I can't speak to a specific episode. Here's what I can tell you. Starlink has been a vital tool for the Ukrainians to be able to communicate with each other, and particularly uh, for the military uh, to communicate in their effort to defend all of Ukraine's territory. It remains so, and I would expect it to, to continue uh, to be critical to their efforts. So what we would uh, hope and expect is that that technology will remain fully available to the Ukrainians. It is vital to what they're doing. I don't know that you can't speak to it. You won't speak to it. Musk says he was reportedly afraid that Russia would retaliate with nuclear weapons. Musk says that's based on his private discussions he had with senior Russian officials. Are you concerned that Musk is apparently conducting his own diplomatic outreach to the Russian government? Really, n none of this concerns you? Jake, I can't speak to uh, conversations that may or may not have happened. I don't know. Um, I'm focused on the fact that the technology itself, Starlink, has been really important to the Ukrainians. It remains so. And uh, it, it should to continue to be part of what they're able to call on to be able to communicate with themselves and, again, to have the military uh, be able to, to communicate. Um, throughout this uh, Russian aggression, uh, you know, we, have, we ourselves have always had to factor in uh, what uh, Russia may do in response to any given thing that we or others do or the Ukrainians do. Um, and, and we have. Uh, but what's so critical now is that uh, Ukraine has had real success over the past year. I was uh, just in Ukraine, as you know. Um, the last time I was there was almost exactly a year ago. In that year, uh, from the last time I was there till this week, the Ukrainians have uh, retaken more than 50 percent of the territory seized by Russia since February of 2022. They're now engaged in a critical counteroffensive. Uh, and we're doing everything we can to maximize our support for them, along with many other countries, so that they can be successful. Starlink yeah. is an important part of, uh, of their success. And as I said, we expect that it will continue to be so. It sounds like Starlink's so important the U.S. government doesn't want to risk offending a capricious billionaire uh, who did some things that I think in another situation the U.S. government might want to say something about. But let's move on. Last month marked two years since the Abbeygate bombing in Afghanistan that killed 13 service members during the chaotic Afghanistan withdrawal. Um, I recently spoke to Gold Star family members um, of those lost service members, and they told me that they think the Biden administration, specifically the Pentagon, is not giving them the answers and the accountability that they need uh, for what happened to their loved ones that day. Does the Pentagon need to be more forthcoming about what happened that day to those 13 service members? Jake, uh, I can't even begin to, to put myself in the shoes 
of those who lost their, their loved ones and who were uh, acting so heroically uh, and bravely. I, I can't begin to imagine what they're feeling. I, could, I can you know, just say that if I were in their shoes, I'd probably feel exactly the same way. Um, and we're determined as an administration uh, to make sure that for the, in, the, the entire duration of the war, including uh, Abbey Gate, that uh, we draw the lessons that we need to draw from it uh, and, and act accordingly. Um, and uh, we will, and we are. Uh, at the same time, the President made a very difficult but very important decision to end America's longest war, 20 years. And we want to make sure, and as a result of what the President did, we can make sure that we're not going to have another generation going to Afghanistan to fight and die there, as we had for, uh, for 20 years. Uh, so we, uh, we did the right thing. But of course, we will look very hard at everything, every aspect of uh, the decisions that we made uh, to make sure that uh, we, we get it right uh, every time uh, going forward and that everyone who was involved feels that uh, appropriate uh, justice has been done to the sacrifice of their loved ones. Uh, but again, for me, uh, I had a chance to see many of these families when um, we uh, brought their loved ones home through, uh, through Dover. And uh, it's, uh, it's something that, uh, again, I just can't uh, fully put myself in, in their shoes. Um, I have so much admiration for the extraordinary courage of uh, service, uh, Sergeant, Sergeant G, uh, Corporals uh, Lopez, uh, Espinoza, uh, so many others. Um, they were extraordinary. But you know, I'll say one last thing. Like so many other people, um, I've been engaged, as you have, in the, the war in Afghanistan, uh, Iraq, over 20 years. And during that time, I was in, in government virtually the entire time. Um, I was out at Dover repeatedly as we brought the remains of our service members home. I was in a C-17 with a flag-draped coffin coming back from one of those battlefields. Uh, I know the sacrifice of so many over so many years. And I know that because President Biden ended America's longest war, uh, that won't be the case going forward. That we will not, as I said, be sending another generation of Americans to fight and die there.